The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Friday the 21st of February. In your Squiz today, a royal commission into this summer's bushfires, tragedy as a Sydney to Melbourne train derails, Meghan and Harry's exit date, and stench soup. This is your Squiz today. Prime Minister Scott Morrison came in for a fair bit of criticism over his handling of the bushfires that devastated Australia this summer. All up, the fires killed more than 30 people and destroyed more than 2,000 homes, with the worst of it in New South Wales and Victoria, our most populated states. Morrison has said that there should be a royal commission into the way we prepare, respond and recover from disaster like this. And yesterday we got some details. The government has announced that Australia's preparedness, the response and the recovery efforts to disasters uh, are going to be under the microscope. Uh, The Commonwealth also wants to look at the legal framework uh, for how it responds and that really is code for what happened this summer when the federal government was being shouted out from many corners about sending the Defence Forces in to help. Yeah, because technically at the moment the government has to wait for the states to request that kind of support. There's a whole thing around exactly when and where the defence forces get uh, involved in anything domestically. A big issue, particularly for critics of the government, is the link between these fires and climate change. What's Morrison had to say about that? He's said that it's not the subject of the Royal Commission and that, of course, has disappointed many people. But what he has said is that the Royal Commission acknowledges that the summers are getting longer and drier and hotter. And Morrison says that's why the government is focused on practical action uh, to have a direct link to making Australians safer. There's no doubt people uh, will want climate change to be a little bit closer to the top of these things. But Morrison's saying that it's the underlying factor that they're already happy to acknowledge is happening. The report is due on the 31st of August so that it's done in time for next summer. They'll need to get a move on. Yeah, a very quick six-month time frame for that. And while we're talking about climate change, Labor leader Anthony Albanese is expected to announce his party supports the carbon emissions reduction goal of net zero by 2050. That seems to be a challenge to the coalition government. There's some issues for Anthony Albanese in managing this. There's some people in the party who want to support coal mine workers uh, and that coal industry. There's others who want to step up and do a lot more around climate change. So the fact that Albanese is set to announce that the party will back that net zero emissions by 2050 position uh, certainly is a challenge to Scott Morrison, who hasn't got to that point uh, and will be under pressure this year to get to that point from climate activists. In news overnight, the XPT train service between Sydney and Melbourne derailed and crashed Clare. Two people, the pilot and the co-pilot, were killed and 12 of the 153 passengers taken to hospital, most with minor injuries. Passengers have described that experience as completely horrifying. They say that, you know, they were picking up speed when the train crashed. Of course, there'll be a whole investigation about what happened, but there's two things that have come out in the reporting this morning. One is that a passenger who is said to have some train experience walked back up the line after the crash and saw that the train 
track had been diverted onto a parallel track and normally there's a signal that comes on alerting the train to slow down to make that diversion uh, and there's a suggestion that perhaps that didn't happen because the signals uh, shared at Wallen, which is where this happened just north of Melbourne, uh, was burned down in bushfires uh, about a month ago. So no doubt a lot will be said about this. Uh, our full investigation will happen and that track is closed now for a few days for investigations. Yeah, really sad news. In a COVID-19 update now, Scott Morrison announced yesterday that the ban of travellers to and from mainland China would be extended for another week, so that takes it to the 29th of February. He says there are still concerns about the spread of the COVID-19 virus, and that contagiousness is something that's probably very much on the minds of the Australians who were on the Diamond Princess cruise ship. They arrived in Darwin yesterday. And there's some reports this morning saying that six of those people have developed flu-like symptoms. So they're being even further isolated within that quarantine uh, facility where they're staying for the next couple of weeks. The quarantine situation on the Diamond Princess is being criticised quite a bit. It had a lot of people come down with uh, that COVID-19 virus over the last couple of weeks and those Australians will be monitored very carefully. Yeah, it's the side of the most infections outside of China. The uncertainty has also seen Qantas suspend some of its Asian routes. It's estimated that the coronavirus outbreak could cost them up to $150 million. Over into some royal news now, while there's still some details to be ironed out, the 31st of March is the day that Harry and Meghan will shake off the responsibilities of being senior royals, but they're not quite done yet. They will head back to the UK for a few official engagements before they start their new lives which they'll live between the UK and Canada. And gee, aren't those events going to be low-key and just very calm yeah, and sure. casual? <laughs> so yeah. that no frenzy at all. <laughs> that program has been announced. Uh, lots of attention on exactly what's happening uh, for them over the next few weeks while they're in that formal and official role and then they're able to get on and live their lives between the UK and Canada. Uh, also still to be confirmed is whether they can use the word royal in their title of course their website and their social media is all set up around this uh, Sussex royal tag so uh, reports are saying that the Queen is of a mind to not allow them to use royal but we'll wait and see I guess a rebranding headache could be in the works amongst all their other headaches oh rebranding it's the worst it ain't fun Over to sport now. The Women's T20 World Cup kicks off tonight. Australia goes into the competition as favourites. How is victory looking for Meg Lanning and her team? Look, pretty good, although our couple of star performers aren't performing at the moment. So that's a bit of a worry. We're talking about Elise Perry and Alyssa Healy. Uh, They've not really been piling on the runs in the T20 games that they've played in the lead up to this World Cup. So uh, everyone's got their fingers crossed that they start firing. We need them to, but our team really has uh, been very dominant in cricket, particularly in T20. So uh, fingers crossed we're able to hold off any challenge particularly from England and New Zealand. Those old enemies. Exactly right. (laughs) We take on India tonight in Sydney and there's a good link in the Squiz Today email with more details about all the upcoming matches. 
Each Friday, we mention a few things that have tickled our fancy during the week. You've included something that tickles the taste buds, and that's a recipe for a one-stop fish dish. Look, I don't know about you, but there's certainly a time in the week, particularly some weekends, where you just want to throw everything into one pot and just do what you have to do and then throw it in the oven. And this is one of those. It's a really tasty rice and fish dish. So if you like fish and you don't really like cooking it, this is a good one because you literally just sort of put it into the oven and away it goes and put all the flavours in and it's delicious. It looks pretty good. There's a link to that in the Squiz Today email. At the opposite end, there's also a story about the world's worst smell, stench <laughs> soup. It just sounds horrendous. The interesting thing is that there is no such thing as a definitive worst smell because people from different backgrounds and parts of the world grow up smelling and eating different things. So everyone has a different answer. It's a pretty fascinating read. So head to the Squiz Today email to check that one out. Claire, what's the subject line today? I've gone for a lyric from the iconic AHA song, Take On Me, the lyric being, it's no better to be safe than sorry, which is the line that I really enjoy in that song. Um, Take On Me became just the second 80s music video to reach 1 billion views on YouTube this week. Yeah, the other 80s band to do that is Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, Axl Rose, yeah. Yeah. There so you go. Either of those two 80s songs stuck in your head have a great Friday and a great weekend and we will chat to you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.